Hello and welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 60, Independence Dad. Yeah, I didn't even have a good title this time. In this episode, Daniel and I begin by talking about fireworks. July 4th is coming up, and apparently, in my neighborhood, it's somewhat controversial as to whether launching fireworks for a whole week or more is inconsiderate of your neighbor's maybe even your neighbor's anxiety-ridden dogs. So we discussed that for a little bit, and then Daniel brings back Father Bennett, uh, which is, I guess, a recurring segment now, much to my delight, where he presents me three separate scenarios, all all of them. I have a daughter, and he asks me how I would behave in these particular scenarios. They're pretty interesting this time, and it's a fun segment, so I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Bennett. How are you doing this fine Monday? It is summer, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm well-rested, and yeah, just feeling good, man. That's fantastic. Is I'm it? Just, yeah, I mean, it just is. Fantastic. It's not that interesting to hear about. No. It's not good, no, it's good really, air. really boring. It really boring. <laughs> but you know what? I'm happy for you. Really happy for you. Good. And you know what? Things are great for me too. You didn't ask, but that's okay. I'll tell you. Yeah, things, I didn't things ask. are great. It's also boring. So. It's boring. Yeah. Um, I have a less boring uh, topic to discuss with you. I have a question to I hope ask. It's not that dramatic shift is super interesting. We've got to ease into it. So I hope it's like no, it's yeah, not. less boring, but it's, still kind of boring. It's not. It's not super interesting. It's in the middle, <laughs> middling, middling interestingness. Okay, if it's interesting all the time, we would like spoil the view. People the would get bored. So we have to. <laughs> we got to have intermittent. Uh, moderately interesting topics. If, Maybe that could be the, our openers can be called <laughs> moderately interesting. <laughs> if everything was interesting, people would get used to it and they would be bored. And you know how you give a scale then, of the superpowers and drawbacks? It's like, this yeah, is right. a three. Like our, our opening was a one, probably. I mean, really, how are you doing? Great. Like, that is not good, you know? I mean, Aww. it was sincere, so I might bump it up to a two because it was real, Aww. but it wasn't... But it wasn't yeah. interesting. So. Okay. So this is a this is a three or a four. What do you give this I'll on do a better. one to ten? Whatever you're. Um, I'd give it a four or five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so funny that we would actually say that that's a, that passes the threshold to be something we do. It's like yeah, it's a it's a but, four, but it's how we treat the four. But I know? yeah, I believe in us. Like we can take a four. Uh, in terms of interestingness and our discussion, hopefully, isn't that the whole point? Uh, Give me a two, I'll make it a six. Yes, that is the whole point. Like that's what third space is, right? You start talking about something, and maybe it seems mundane, but nothing is really mundane. It, like I mean, last episode or the one before that, we talked about how are you as a greeting, and then we talked about the Taco Bell drive-through and so on, and it went from there. So like yeah. you know, it's not that bad. Get off my balls, or, or man. we're bore or we're boring. <laughs> Yeah, or we're boring. I guess that's also another alternative. (laughs) That's really funny. Anyway, anyway, uh, so July 4th is coming up, uh, Independence Day. And as you know, uh, an age-old tradition on July 4th. Hamburgers. No. Water. No. Like outdoor water activities. No. Okay. 
Fireworks. <laughs> yes. Fireworks. Fireworks. Launching explosives into the air that make gigantic patterns and just barrages of huge explosions. Time honored tradition. Bombs bursting in air. Yes. Right? Just to that's right. That. Yep. It, Gave proof. Yeah. Anyway. To the rest. Yes. That was. Uh, um, fire, fireworks are, they are a coming, and uh, actually they're already here. So in, in the town in which I live, people love, they love their fireworks, man. And so we've already had, every night there's fireworks. On Friday, this past Friday already. night, this past Pretty Friday, early. yeah, a little early, <laughs> but this past Friday, um, there was a huge fireworks display in the park near me, like 10 p.m., um, like, you know, a, an event. This wasn't just some guy in his yard, right? This was an event, huge, big fireworks display. And then on July 4th, there's a mega fireworks show across town. People travel from all around. Last year, there were a quarter million people at this fireworks Whoa. show. And that, I mean, that's... So it's not just like the best in town, it's the best in several towns. It's the best in several states. Um, okay. Anyway, there were a ton of people there. That's going to be a big show. But but then aside from these events, there are also normal Joe schmoes who you know the, you know the, the as soon Picked as up a pack from Walmart various well, things. It's yeah. such an industry here that you know you had the fireworks companies or whatever come in and set up tents and people stock up on their fireworks. Um, at the end of June, you occasionally see that out of every big city, but you're in a small city, so it's like a. And if you have several, like you're saying that you, the people you live near are disproportionately interested in fireworks. Oh, they love the fireworks, and so <laughs> you do have your regular old regular dudes. You know, Uncle Jimmy. You know, this year he got the cannon or whatever, and he sets up in his yard and launches fireworks. And so there are just tons of tons of fireworks going off in the evenings. Um, last year it was really interesting. I sat on my uh, apartment balcony on I don't know it was like July third or second or it wasn't on July fourth, but I could sit there and just the the view that I have in like four or five different spots on the horizon there were just fireworks going, uh, and it was like man this is kind of interesting kind of cool, but how but there's controversy in my town about fireworks. I happen to. I don't. I'm not a fan of social media, and I don't use it. However, I do uh, keep tabs on one little local group on Facebook, just for my town, to just see what all events are going on, what new restaurants there are, and that sort of thing. It's like a town-wide sure. thing, it's, yeah. and there are you know thousands of people in this group. But I happen to be looking for the events uh, about the upcoming July Fourth fireworks show, and there was a post from you know your typical soccer mom or whatever. Saying like dog that, lover, you know, or she something. really wished that people would be more considerate uh, with fireworks because she has um, some poor uh, dogs with anxiety, and the fireworks yeah, you know, the really upset like them, thing. and that everyone is being so selfish uh, by shooting off their fireworks, and there are so many people with, you know, pets that are upset by the sound, and. Uh, that she just couldn't stand living in such a place with so many selfish, entitled, you know, twelve people, who, <laughs> adults who act like twelve-year-olds, and so yeah. on. And this post, you know, as you can imagine, spurred much uh, bickering because you had your people yeah. come in saying, "Stop whining. He's just, you know, 
part of the year and the other people came in and said, oh, you know, it's just the way it is. Get some doggy Xanax. And, it, it, you know, you can imagine the kind of spiral that this, uh, this argument went into. But yeah, yeah. I started thinking about it. And is there, does she have a point? And is it okay to launch fireworks? You know, we're, you know, we're a whole week before um, July 4th. And, you know, is it okay to have a 10 p.m. fireworks event? It's very loud. Um, well, is it yeah, disrespectful that, 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 to shoot off fireworks in your own yard, you know, if, if your neighbors are trying to sleep and, and so on? What do you think about that? So I think uh, around July 4th, we've accepted uh, that there will be fireworks culturally. But uh, we to- I guess you in some ways tolerate it or embrace it or whatever, depending on your preference. But... It is weird. It is okay. So objectively, it is loud. Fireworks are loud, and uh, and loud is obnoxious in residential areas, right? Any like if someone goes by with loud music or is shouting, we consider that just a no no. So certainly, bangs, you know, firing mm-hmm. guns would be considered a no no. So yes, objectively, loud noises going off, uh, like the the dog owner has a point. Um, you know, I could I sarcastically want to respond. How dare you uh, bring dogs into this world and expose them to this travesty? You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. it's your fault for for positioning. Like you 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 own them. You're the slave owner of animals and subjecting them to this uh, and not allowing them to roam freely and escape the the terrible noise. Um, but in all seriousness, I I think uh, it is loud and it is obnoxious and we culturally have embraced and tolerated it for a little bit uh i i mean i do find it kind of funny like we we we're fat like there's all these injuries around it mm-hmm. it's a weird way to spend your money it's like literally like your money goes out in a flash uh I, I there is there is just something inherently obnoxious about like oh i'm gonna buy these pseudo explosives that are visual it's the ultimate adolescent boy like toy or like embodiment of like ooh flashy loud uh and so yeah so of course of course she has a point uh but also i i also definitely when someone complains about it i'm like look you don't have to like everything about a culture in every single moment like it's july 4th like what do you just just hush just hush yeah <laughs> that's how i that's how i personally feel is just hush stomach it um <laughs> You know, just stomach some stuff you don't like for once. Like, yeah. what gives you, oh, yeah, you don't like it. Oh, you know, your dog is freaked out for like 10 minutes or an hour or a night. Like, things are uncomfortable in this world. And like, culturally, like, this is just what you, you'd rather deconstruct a, a rite of passage, a ritual, uh, something that's celebratory for the United States, the birthday of the United States, because your dogs whimper. Yeah. Like, shut up. And that's how I feel about that, it. That, that's basically <laughs> that's basically my response to, and you know, a lot of a lot of people um, made similar arguments. Um, I think, yeah, that using the dogs is the most pathetic thing. I know, right? like I know. just just shut up, own like, up your distaste, and go like, hey, I, it annoys me, or I'm easily startled. I, I just just own it. If you're yeah. like, I'm annoyed easily, and I'm fragile, just say that. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that's now, what it reads like. Like I. You know, I love my sleep. Um, I don't like being awoken from from my sleep. And so, you know, if they were launching fireworks at 1 a.m. 
and you know right over my bedroom and it woke me up you know i would be annoyed but i would say well it's july 4th that's what you do yeah. you know actually on new year's eve that does happen and i don't you know if if i'm not you know visiting you or whatever if i'm home on new year's eve which i was this past year i'm asleep i don't stay up for that crap and that's what happened is, you know, at midnight, I was asleep and people were launching fireworks. Um, and so you get personally annoyed, but you also go, don't but it's a holiday. do anything about it. Yeah. Like, it's like just, it's that's like just the way it, that's the way it is. Like, you don't, you don't log on to Facebook and complain when you have to wait in line at the airport or something, you know, like, it's just something you some have to do. do. Some it's people, the funny thing. Some, some people, people do. are awful. <laughs> some people are awful and you just can't like... And the dogs is the worst. Like, don't have a weak dog. Like, I mean, yeah. train your dog or, or do something. And you just know, be okay with it. Like, they get scared once. So a what? Year. Yeah. I mean, so what if your so dogs get scared? What? Like, who cares? And yeah, if why, if why did we? Why should I care? Seriously, what kind of argument is it? Like, you should care about my dogs whimpering for an evening. Yeah, I should don't. I? I'm not. Um, I don't. And <laughs> yeah. and like, if it okay. So you know, I obviously don't have the same kind of empathy for dogs that some people do uh and we've talked about both dogs and empathy um at length yeah but let's say i did and i really hated seeing little floofy you know whimper on july 4th (laughs) that's what i would name my dog then you know i would train floofy you know i would gradually you know get firecrackers or whatever and throughout the year i would train floofy to you know not be upset at the loud noises and there we go. And then everything yeah. would, would be okay. But they don't do that. They just, you know, they just complain about it. So anyway. And, right. and honestly, dogs, like, like, I mean, they're dogs actually are, not Dogs are danger. loud, too. They're loud, too. They're, yeah. they're more annoying than fireworks, in my opinion. Oh, in total, adult, dogs are more disruptive to, to lives, to, like, neighborhood lives. For sure. Yeah. And, like, we don't, we don't just... And no one would be sympathetic to saying, "Hey, just to get the dogs out of the neighborhood." Fireworks don't crap on your sidewalk. So (laughs) that's another difference. I'm just so. uh, How about this? Two two apartments ago that I lived in. So we'll we'll kick it back like three or four years. There Mm -hmm. was uh, there were a lot of Indian people, Southeast Asian people that lived in my uh, apartment complex, and they would set off fireworks for. I don't know if they have a lot of holidays and that's just what they do, but all I'm saying is that there were a lot of fireworks frequently. Yeah. Um, and they and a lot of sparklers, but a lot of the just... What do you call those? Like black-tailed cats or something? What do something you, like that. There's some, you know, and there's something like that. Just yeah. these loud for loud sake, just sort of flashed. Like, and very <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Um, and I... So, and these were not on traditionally american celebrated holiday it would just be random times uh, sure and i can't even swear that they were holidays maybe this maybe the only holiday families the only indian holiday i know is diwali and that's because of the office <laughs> um there's a festival of lights and there's a or celebration of lights one that that might be diwali for all like what it translates to but but uh and i'm not even certain it was like a religious or spiritual or even a like cultural holiday it might just be a, a several families there that happen to mm-hmm. like fireworks a lot but that was my impression anyway and i was slightly annoyed with it um they were fairly it would happen i mean i'd say over the course of a year they probably did it nine or ten times and they were brief they were like for a 20 minute period that's just not doing just mildly annoying but just not that bad a 20 minute period 
spread yeah, out like like you know. once a month or so like yeah i just was i was mildly annoyed i think that was my response I was like what are they doing whatever all right yeah, that was sort of how it yeah, was. and now here's an argument that was made uh and someone someone chimed in and said this um uh our our veterans you know who have fought for our freedoms and all the stuff that july 4th is supposed to represent they may have ptsd yeah. And they may be maybe lying in bed, you know, reliving their traumas because of the explosions uh, going off due to fireworks. Is, what do you think about that argument? Is that compelling? I mean, it's it's an emotionally resonant like like do you want veterans who fought for our country and put their lives on the line? Do you want them to like suffer more? Like obviously not. Uh, and so I just feel like that. The reason that's not compelling, it, it reeks of being emotionally manipulative to me. And mm-hmm. I just imagine the maybe two individuals and then like out of like two out of several, like like millions and millions of people like ex- having and like, you know, having some trouble with it. Like, seriously, I, I'd like to know the numbers on it, but I imagine Same it's here. teeny, teeny, tiny. And these are mobile people with that can. I mean, what I mean is, like, they're, they're human beings that can go to somewhere, like, go camping that weekend way away if they, right. you know. Wear some earplugs. Just, like, or wear, wear some, yeah, wear earplugs. Like, it's not, so it's not a convincing argument yeah, at all. I, and, in I, fact, I it agree. feels disingenuous. I agree. So, that was my... I mean, it's something to consider. It's interesting. Sure. You hear it and you go, oh, yeah, I didn't consider that. That's good. Uh, now that I've thought about it, not worth considering. Is right. how you, once you do the math on it. That, it's, to me, it screams of... Uh, Steal, uh, virtue signaling, essentially, you know, stealing someone else's um, victim status or whatever, and fighting on their behalf. Yeah. Even yeah. if they may like, if if a veteran steps up and complains, and they actually say, "Hey, you know, I have PTSD. This really bothers me. Whatever." Okay, then maybe I'll listen Here's to that a little way. more. But yeah. if it's soccer mom Sally, you know, saying, "Um." excuse me, there might be veterans that live on our yeah. block, then, okay, I'm not going to listen to you. Like, like we, listen to, we live in a multifaceted society. If I say, hey, I'm throwing an event, you could say uh, there are human beings that can be upset by... I mean, you can conjure up all sorts of wacky um, ways to be offended. Excuse me, or, you know. there might be people with peanut allergies around. You can't, yeah. you can't be having peanut butter in this neighborhood, mister. Right, right. Yeah, all of that, all of that stand like that's what it, it it essentially boils down to that argument because it just feels like, all right, and quit be suggesting they are so fragile. They might have a lot of issues. Like having PTSD is is terrible, but like are then then they'll wear earplugs and they will adjust accordingly. They're not are are, are, are as far as I know, a lot of veterans aren't demanding we stop doing fireworks. So. No, yeah, I do not think so. Yeah. Um. That's all I had to say about fireworks. Uh, okay, same here. I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta. I want to do another uh, Father Bennett. Oh, great, Father, excellent. Father Bennett, he's a dad. I'm not a dad, but I like the well, uh, like the jingle, special T jingle. Yeah, in in this scenario, you could be, uh, you are a dad. Okay. Uh, just to re recap the rules, and I'm just giving you a, a scenario, and you as a a Bennett, the dad, uh, will give your Fatherly right. sage wisdom. I just I, I hypothetically res, I respond in the way that I would if I were a dad. I give dad advice yes. essentially. Yeah. In these situations. Okay. Yeah. All how right. How would you parent this, or how would you respond to this situation? Lay it on so, me. So time to put my kids it, up for adoption. 
You got a twelve. You got a twelve-year-old daughter. No, I don't. It's I a, would, This wouldn't happen. <laughs> I can tell you. I can start off right now. This is not. This wouldn't happen. I would have a son. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. It's a regular Friday night. It's a Friday evening, and you're, the family is about mm-hmm. to drive to the regular Friday night dinner spots. It's what you do. It's Applebee's, the regular routine. baby. You're pretty excited about Applebee's and baby back ribs, you know. That's Chili's. Um, and the, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. Um, and the daughter, you're starting to get into the uh, minivan, I guess, whatever. And, you, and, uh, and your daughter says... I just got a bad feeling. I feel like we shouldn't go. Huh. And you and your wife are like, well, what do you, like, we, we've been here a ton of times. Like, what do you, what are you saying? And she, and you, you, you get curious. Yeah. And then she keeps, the, she become, the more you're asking, the more adamant she becomes that, like, we just really need to stay home. She has, like, an, almost an urgency about it. She's like, I can't explain it. Um, but, but but we just we just really shouldn't go. Huh, okay. Um, what do you do? All right. So is she otherwise a normal little girl? Yes. Okay. I ignore her. And <laughs> and I say, we're going to Applebee's anyway. I mean, this that's really <laughs> there's nothing else to it. Like it might unsettle me a little bit and be like, oh, you're acting really weird. Uh, yeah, because it feels a little mystical, possibly. Like, is she tapping into some energy that could suggest they're going to yeah. have a wreck or there's a bad thing? Yeah, um, I, sure. I mean, people have those, you know, premonition feelings all the time, but, but there's, like, you know, maybe someone has a. All right, I'm going to try to give the most credit I can to this. You know, maybe some people have these sort of premonition feelings, these uh, ominous feelings of impending doom. And in the most generous case, it's because, you know, they intuitively piece together some data that they're receiving and, you know, hasn't made itself conscious to them. They haven't consciously reflected on it, but subconsciously they've kind of put it together and they've got the sense that something bad is about to happen. And that can happen. That can be valid you know, if they're receiving the appropriate signals and, you know, if they're cognitively developed enough to make their, you know, prediction and and all of that. But this is... a sophisticated analysis of it, even subconsciously. Right. But this is my 12-year-old daughter and we're just going to eat at Applebee's. Like, what what data could she be piecing together here to get this premonition? And it's a very vague premonition. She just says, I don't have a bad feeling about this. I don't think we should go. Okay, well, what what is your bad feeling about? Is it about the food at Applebee's? You know, because last time when your stomach got upset, it probably wasn't because of the food. The food is, you know, pretty good there, actually. Um, or is it the car? Do you think we're going to get in a car accident? Like, what's, what's the root of this problem? start asking these explicit I'm, questions? I may, like- I, I may, as we're driving to Applebee's. Like, we're not, <laughs> like, we're not diverting our path in any way, but... Out of curiosity, I may indulge and say, "Huh, oh, what, what does it feel like? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Um, you know, how can we know it's true? I might even use it as a teaching exercise to say, okay, well, how can we test whether there's actually something underneath this feeling that you're having? Yeah, yeah. Um, and try to try to get towards an answer. But yeah, I'm hungry, so you know, we're not, <laughs> you know, we're not changing our path here. 
What if, what if you suspect it's the same scenario exactly, but your intuition, your gut is not that she has a weird premonition, but your gut tells you there's something she doesn't want to articulate. For instance, the group of mean girls will also be there because she just happens to know via social media or whatever. It is a and, popular hangout spot. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Friday night spot. And uh, she's just... Or she had, you know, just some unforeseen teenage drama that, that, that this makes her really, really... But it's not... Perhaps it's a little more serious than you... Because she's not the kind to be super dramatic. She's just a normal 12-year-old girl, which I guess can be super dramatic. But, uh, you know... Right, so the, my... The point yeah. is she's like really... Like something's really uncomfortable about the scenario and she just doesn't want to go and she doesn't want to say and she just mm-hmm. really wants to stay home. Like, and that's your gut instead of the... She's being weirdly mystical here. Right, know? right. So if if her... Uh, if instead of saying I have a really bad feeling about this, I just don't think we should go that, you know, that leads me down the mystical path and I ignore that. But if it was, uh, dad, I really don't want to go. Like, can we eat somewhere else? Can we just go to a different place? Then I, then I start to have the suspicions that you lay out. Okay. Why, why, why don't you want to go to Applebee's? And this is something that I would entertain, like depending on the reason, right? Like, you know, yeah. if if it was exactly the reason you laid out, it's all of the uh, the teens hanging out at Applebee's as they like to do, um, then, eh, you know, depending on lots of context and specifics, you know, I could go one of two ways. I could say, listen, this is our family outing, and this is you know what we do, and you need to learn to be resilient and not be influenced by bullies or whatever. Or I could, or you know, I could say, okay, well, do you want to go somewhere else and be open to that, depending on the situation. So let's say she won't. She's not being forthcoming. She's just like, look, Dad, I really don't want to talk about it. Just can, uh, it, just trust me. That's I really not good don't enough. Don't want to go. That's not good enough. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. If you if you want to change the course of our family dinner and you say I don't want to talk about it, well, that's not good enough. If you want to if you want to change the course of our family dinner, you have to talk about it. Sorry. Yeah. That's an interesting take. I, I don't know what I think about that. Like, it makes sense. If you want some shift in outcome, you need you have to justify that. And you're saying it's not enough justification just to say, please and trust me here. I don't, I don't, no. you know, yeah. And I'm just trying to think, what if they're 18 and do that? Are you more likely to say, okay, yeah, you're 18, so I do trust you a little more? And, they've, and they have a good head on their shoulders and stuff like that. They've come home to visit from college. All Life seems to be good. Yeah, I'm, and I'm more likely, but, un, but still unlikely. Like, this, the, you know, in order for this thing to be reasonable, it presumes that there's some information you can't share with your own father, right? Which I don't, like, what information would that be? Like, oh, it just feels like there'd be tons of information a 12 year old girl or any daughter. Like, I don't know. There's yeah, probably lots of information. There's lots of information. Kids don't share with their parents. That, you know? Yeah, of course. There's information that they wouldn't want to share, but is there information they shouldn't share that, that should disrupt the family dinner? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, like, if it's. You, you can't just say, can we please eat somewhere else? Just trust me. Like, like we should. Like, <laughs> Why? Like that doesn't. That's not good enough. You you have to give some kind of reason. If if the, if it was an eighteen year old and they said, uh, "Can we please eat somewhere else?" There, you know, I don't want to get into details, but there's a person that I 
you know, went to school with and they're working here and it would be really awkward and uncomfortable and, you know, it, it would just be better if we went somewhere else. I would consider that. If they gave me that level of detail in the reason, I would consider, okay, then we'll go to, uh, we'll go to Longhorn instead uh, or Chili's, you know, another classy, another classy restaurant. Assuming your daughter knows you pretty well, do you think that your insistence that they like be forthcoming and give reasons and stuff they might be inclined to uh lie to you or just say like hey i'm sick of i'm sick of uh you know mashed potato whatever whatever chili serves i'm tired of chilies i'd like somewhere else when really it's like you know the social situation so they're now like being dishonest with you so like is there a chance that you're uh, insistence creates a scenario in which they're less honest with you. Like, yeah. is that is there a potential cost to that? And that's I guess possible. It's on them for making that decision. Yeah, uh, right. Well, yeah, that's plausible, and in fact, even likely. Um, but yeah, would you firstly, almost prefer that? Like, fine, be dishonest with me because that's on you. It's not on me. And and now I'm not dealing with drama. Like, is it a net positive? That, yeah, well, that I'll tell you. Yeah, might it, elect it is not share something. It is a net positive, and I'll tell you why. Firstly, for the reason you outline. Now the moral misstep is on them. They they lied. They had to sully themselves by being dishonest. And if I ever find out that you lied to me, there will be consequences. So, um, you know, you're you're taking that risk as well. So ultimately, ultimately, in the long run, the cost is greater for you to lie to me. You may think it's better to lie in the short term, but if I find out that you lied to me, then there will be consequences. And so don't lie. It's better. It's better for everyone if you're just honest to start with. Yeah, I just I wonder. It's this. I didn't anticipate this going in this direction. It's just interesting that I can absolutely see like the the teenage girl or or boy, really whatever, just not feeling like they're going to confess to you about this stuff. They're not in the mood to talk about it, so they do just give another reason for wanting to go to another restaurant. Pretty innocuous. Sure, that's fine. But if they um, say uh, the mashed potatoes aren't good, then I'm going to say suck it up. I want mashed potatoes. Like they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to come up with a good, a plausible lie as well. It can't just be any old lie. It's gonna have to be a plausible lie. And like this is the problem with lies, right? Is that they just snowball. And if they give the lie that right, they start with the mashed potatoes. You say suck it up. So they go, well, it's not the mashed potatoes. It's just the whole menu. It's just kind of boring. And it's just like they need to reinvent it. And they have to keep pivoting as you're as you're going after the lie you know yeah they're gonna have to keep pivoting but if they said something like oh there was that thing on the news the other night where the cooks were spitting in the food you know and so that's why i don't want to go then well you know i'm at the in the moment i might say what really i didn't see that uh, okay, let's go to Longhorn or whatever. Although, yeah. honestly, I probably wouldn't even change Vision, then. You, you're also saying, we know spitting in the food actually isn't that bad for you. You don't get that sick that, and you justify that. I probably would say that. That's probably what I would say. Like, oh, it's going to boost our immune system then. Let's go. Um, but so, so that wouldn't I'm be persuasive for, either. I'm ready for a new scenario for you. Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, you're, you have a newborn baby um, okay. and your wife... Uh, says, you know, getting up in the middle of the night, like we've, we've agreed to have, this is a partnership where we got to both be involved in raising the kid and we got to both make like the same sacrifices more or less. And since I'm getting up in the middle of the night to go breastfeed, uh, I think it's only fair that you get up in the middle of the night too. Like this is, this is just what you got to do. Like you you gotta, like if if I can't sleep, neither can you. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this is not someone that I married. <laughs> That's... I am told, anecdotally, that this is not an uncommon uh, uh, thing that happens. <laughs> uh, That's preposterous. That's preposterous. I agree. That's preposterous. I would say I, so. I hate this woman. I hate this. I hate yeah. any woman who thinks like that. Like, I hate any person who thinks like that. Like, just, geez, what? This is how you, if I'm suffering, you must suffer too. I bet you people with that attitude get divorced quickly. Oh. Like, and frequently. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, that's preposterous. I agree with, you know, it's a partnership and all of the other all of that stuff. So you like, might be willing to say, since you're getting up in the middle of the night, I'll take care of breakfast in the morning. Or sure. Something like that. Yeah, sure. I, I'm I'm absolutely willing to put in effort and you know do the things that I'm suited to. But unfortunately, you know I can't breastfeed our child, so that's your job. And like I'm not like I'm not gonna get. What do you want me to do? Right? You want me to get up in the middle of the night, grumpy, and sit in the chair next to you and just watch? <laughs> Like, what do you expect me to do here? Like, what do you want? Well, you, you want me to sing a lullaby while, oh. while she breastfeeds or something? No, no. <laughs> can this you is... imagine you doing that, singing a lullaby? No, I can't. No, this is a terrible idea. And in fact, in some alternate, I can't, I can't quite put together the hypothetical alternate scenario. But let's just say maybe it's raising a kid. Maybe it's some other reason. Maybe like. My job requires me to provide support for someone in a different time zone, and I have to wake up in the middle of the night to do so, you know, every Wednesday yeah, or yeah. something. Like, I wouldn't say, listen, listen, honey, we're a team, we're a partnership. <laughs> I really hate getting up at, for this 3 a.m. call, uh, but I have to do it for our family. And since it's a partnership, I'm going to wake you up too, and you're going to. Well, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to sit next to me while I have this hour-long call at 3 a.m. Does that sound okay? Because we're a partnership. You could, you could make my coffee. You could, uh, you know, you could. Yeah. I don't know. It's preposterous. Like, it's mean-spirited. It's, it's, it's in my interest for my wife to get a good night's sleep, right? Because if you don't have a good night's sleep, then you're grumpy and irritable and it's, you're less healthy. And so it's in her interest for me to get a good night's sleep and it's in my interest for her to get a good night's sleep. While, we're, while we have an infant, unfortunately, we're probably not gonna get as good a night's sleep. That's just the, kind of the way it works and that's understood. But we should be trying and striving to get as much quality sleep as we can between the both of us. So no, I'm not getting up while you breastfeed in the middle of the night to do nothing. That's ridiculous. And if you like, and if you wake, if you wake me up intentionally, then yeah, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a thing. She's passively, she passively like gets up loudly. How do you address that? Like three nights in a row. It's clear that she's, she's a, you said, no, I'm not doing it. She's accepted after some bickering and now she's getting up like, you know, loudly and stuff. What, how do you respond to that? Just more fighting, I suppose. Yeah, right? more you, just, you just yeah. This is not gonna. This, this cannot continue. This is not a negotiable thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. It would just be. It would just be another. It would be another discussion. It's funny. I, I'm. I'm sensing when I was told this scenario and told that it was common, my disgust factor was way off the charts. Like I felt really mad to even learn and sad on some level that yeah, if this is a even close to norm like this is a this is like a sad state of affairs like i i really dislike the woman and i really dislike the man the woman for proposing it and the man for going along with it like what a what a both of you are such bitches like i agree so, i totally agree get it so together factor people. is also like very really high strong yeah yeah very very high <laughs> 
Very high, and that would probably be something I would I would convey if you know my wife attempted this. I would probably convey that I would say, "Listen, honey, my disgust factor is very very high right now." <laughs> Honestly, I'm not kidding you when I say it's me too, and I would say I am deeply concerned like this is therapy level like the fact that you <laughs> we cannot have a relationship built on like mutual suffering and the desire of that's the same i'm having a bad day so like you can't have a you can't have a good day like there's something yeah i think fundamentally so, flawed about that outlook i mean i know? joked about this and i said this would not be someone i would have married but that's actually yeah. how i feel like this this is a thing obviously not the specific instance of getting up for a child but the 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 feeling of reciprocity the the desire for your partner to, to do well and and caring for them more than you care about yourself that's the kind of thing that I would have tried to hash out obviously before getting married yes. um, that, so yeah you're not lying when you say like your wife would not ask that question no uh, yeah and and the the wife that does ask that question like is in a miserable marriage and the man that says yes to that is is not a man at all. <laughs> like yes. that's how strongly I feel about it too. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Um, Dad, I'm a vegetarian, uh, <laughs> and I'd like us as a family to be considered of that when we eat from now on. And just so you know, I am I uh, am more than willing to to cook at any time. How old? So, uh, old enough to let's just say 14. And you do believe that that offer is sincere? They would not just like. We'll just go with the girl seems more likely. The fourteen year old girl and and is a good cook and you know would be willing to cook. Like is not that's not a false offer. So my my first response I wouldn't immediately say no. I would say, Oh, a vegetarian, why? I, I would ask, I'd be like, Oh, why do you want to be a vegetarian? So what what um, would she say? She gives she gives a surprisingly well-researched, or not well-researched, but surprisingly, she has reasons. She saw a few documentaries. She she spouts some talking points about um, health and about, but more than health, the ethical component of like animal cons- consuming of animals. And the point is, the overall is that she seems it's not it's not complete idiocy. Like uh, I don't know, there's this trend on TikTok, and I'd like to just do that. It seems to be like uh, she's experimenting with identity, and seems to be interested in doing research. And mm-hmm. this is something she's interested in. Yeah. So um, I, this may surprise you. I actually don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. But I would have to make it very clear that okay, we're you know I'm I'm not I'm going to continue to eat my ribeyes uh, on a weekly basis, and you know the rest of the family. We're going to keep eating our normal meals. We're not going to, you know, maybe once in a while, if you have a really good vegetarian recipe and it sounds appetizing to all of us, maybe we'll even try it once and you won't have to cook a separate meal. You can cook for all of us and that'll be fine. But, but on the nights that we're having, you know, our, you know, our steak or our chicken or our fish or whatever else we're having, you're just going to make your own meal. And there you go. If you can keep up with that responsibility, uh, then, all right, you can you can try it, and we'll see how long it so, lasts. So, does that mean when when mom makes her grocery store uh, run on Sundays, can I go with her and we pick up a few extra items like some mushroom caps and things for what I can make during that time? And I'll make it on. You that's know, and that's make, fine and if it's if it's not overly expensive. Um, you know, 
done. Fine. So if I draw up a budget to propose to you, and then maybe I'll cook on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the family so that we're just consuming meat a little bit less, because that's really my goal, is not necessarily to convert no. you, but just to maybe... No. No, 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 no. No, the 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 Tuesdays and Thursdays. No, that it's not it's not a thing. You're not converting our family to vegetarianism. You are deciding to be a vegetarian, and we are continuing to be our family. Every now and then, if you have a really good mushroom lasagna recipe or something, and you think we would all like it, maybe we'll give it a try for the family meal. But this is not going to be a regular thing. Um, so I can't cook like a weekly meal for the family that's just a vegetarian meal. Like I can't, I can't, I can't like own a day of the week. No, or two days of the week. No. no, no, no. But I can prepare my own meal. Yeah. Um, okay. Because I would holistically like us to consume a little bit less meat. Too uh, bad. Just I'm not saying to say we should stop eating meat. I'm just saying a little less consumption would be helpful. You know, it'd be trending in the right direction. Yeah. So, so on. So I would engage on this topic and say what you know. I I would be talking about whatever her reasons are, ethical reasons. I would say I don't agree with the ethical reasons, and here's why. Like we, I could have an actual discussion about this, and it could be. You know, it could be interesting and cool informative or whatever. Yeah, totally, like, yeah. totally cool headed. And, you know, ultimately, I'm giving her the ability to, you know, abide by what, you know, what she thinks is ethical in this arena, because her eating vegetarian isn't unethical to me. Like, that's totally within bounds. If you want to only eat vegetables, that's fine. Now, if, you know, if this were some other ethical concern that she got from documentary documentaries or whatever, and it crossed eth- ethical bounds for me and in our family, then I would say, no, you can't, you know, you can't behave this way, but this doesn't cross ethical bounds. If you want to eat just veggies, then, then fine. Now, obviously as the father, it's my responsibility to make sure she's getting appropriate nutrition. So that would be something to keep in mind as well. But you know, that's, that's a longer term thing to make sure she's actually healthy. Um, and honestly, I don't think this vegetarianism, she's 14, it's not gonna last very long. She's gonna make her own meals for more than a year. Doubtful, right? Like I just don't think it's gonna happen. And in constant discussion with me, telling her why she's wrong, like yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> um, but okay. yeah, that's totally fine. Like okay, yeah, go for it. But you're not converting our family. I mean, well, okay. Let me say this. Maybe that's actually too harsh. If <laughs> if her arguments are such and her meals are so delicious that it truly becomes easy for our family to start eating vegetarian meals, okay, then maybe she succeeds. You know, give it your best shot. But I just highly doubt that, you know, your quinoa is ever going to (laughs) overcome my, uh, you know, my T-bone. This is not going to happen. Okay, so let's say, though, the arrangement's working out fairly, and she just seems to truly be passionate about it. And Mm -hmm. then um, you do a family movie night, you know, every once in a while, and sometimes it's it's her turn to choose the movie, and she wants to watch some... You know, meat is murder documentary thing. Uh, it's her turn to choose. Are you gonna? And and she just basically never relents on like that ongoing discussion. And would you just say? Yeah, I don't mind that. Turn, you just I don't stomach I, it for the night. Or that whatever. doesn't that doesn't bother me. If if that's our family arrangement that you know we take turns choosing the movie and she wants to watch that, that's fine. I don't like again as long as it doesn't cross ethical bounds for me. I don't mind having a hard headed kid who has an opinion on something you know this is something that i could discuss in a very cool-headed way and it doesn't like this doesn't it doesn't bother me you're not worried about her like no i'm not concerned about this one um you know there are other 
there are other potential issues that would concern me and cause more grief, but this one, not not really. If she wants to watch The Meat is Murder, that's fine. I would probably enjoy watching it because I could, you know, nitpick and it would make the discussion richer, more rich. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Um, okay, another scenario. Okay. Um, I'll say daughter again because it's, I don't know, it just seems to be more interesting most of the time. So... Good grades, high school, senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole the plan has kind of always been to go to college. Um, yeah. Her, she's just got a good head on her shoulders. Uh, all the reports suggest model student. You know, just good all around. And mm-hmm. she gets into a reputable university, and uh, she decides she would like. And you've and you've even like said, yeah, I, you know, I'm willing to pay as long as your grades are reasonable, and I'd rather you get out debt free. And I'm this is a gift I'm willing to give you. Um, is that fair to say you could go that direction if you can't, like you, yeah. you might not, but you, okay. So all that's aligned. And then she says, I, dad, I, I've decided I want to be, a, I want to major in gender studies. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to minor in art, by the way. Um, not because I think I'm going to like make any money, but I just, I like art. Why not go ahead and get it as my minor? But gender studies, I think is going to give me good critical thinking skills about, and, and, and kind of be, uh, applicable to a vast array of, uh, you know, in the workforce kind of thing. So I'd like to do gender studies. Uh, no. So, all right. Like we would have already had this, you know, this discussion would have already happened. It wouldn't have dropped on you on a senior year as you're going to college kind of thing. Probably not. Yeah. So I, I already have like, I'm pretty, I'm not going to say I'm anti college, but if I had a kid of this age that was really bright, I would be really pressing her to examine other other things to do after graduation than go to college um especially you know some some i don't know it depends on what her interests are and talents and all and all of that stuff but i think that there are many other ways to apprenticeship uh, yeah apprenticeships google Google will give you like an education won't they like something like that something like that you know again it really depends um you know yeah, I, I might, you know, it depends on her interests. I might not suggest this for um, for a daughter, but for a son, you know, being an electrician or a plumber or, you know, something along those lines, you can make tons of money that way and you don't need a degree and college is such a waste of money. Now, for, for this daughter, if she really wanted to go to college and that's what she was pursuing, um, we would have been having conversations about college all along the way and... It would just be very clear that if you want me to pay for college, then you have to show you have to show me, give me some reason to believe that your education is going to be worth all of this money. So you're going to be in STEM, you know, engineering, science. Uh, you need to know you, you're going to need to have an idea of what your desired career path is, and no one uh, is has a career in gender studies that's legitimate. Um, so that's not a that's not a legitimate path. In fact, almost any humanities degree, I'm gonna say, eh, that's not a good idea. Probably, probably should think about something else. I'm not gonna pay for that. Um, like even if she wanted her degree in literature, I'd probably be say, mm, no, I don't think that's worth it. Now, if she gets a scholarship, then okay, you know, if I don't have to pay for it, and she wants to pursue, you know, literature or something, all right, well. You know, go for it, you, but okay. If she says this it, is important enough, I'm gonna pay. I get it. You won't pay for it anymore. Would you try to discourage her from gender studies? Yes, or? I would try to discourage her from gender studies. 
because it's a discourage her from liter literature. Uh, probably, probably, but not as strongly. Yeah, um, one concerns you potentially morally, and and one. Well, um, gender studies is worthless. Um, like it's actually it's anti worth. Uh, it will actually harm you to learn gender studies. To learn literature, it's not worthless. There's value there. The odds of getting a good career afterwards are just lower. That's all. So it's yeah, a it's yeah. a it's a pragmatic it sort of you, thing. It might, yeah, it might not get you more money, but it might help you wrestle with ideas that lead to happiness, fulfillment. Purpose. Sure, that's not, and not and sort of that's thing. valuable. Like I, like, let me try to be clear. I don't think that humanities degrees are, um, are without value. I think they they do have value, and you do learn things. The question is, what is the value? Is it worth tens of thousands of dollars, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars? To gain that, given the current state of education, no, def definitely not. Um, th then you you know you flip flop over the line to STEM, you know, an engineering degree or something, and ask the same question. Then you're actually close to, you're on balance. Like, oh, okay, you're actually you know the, these uh, these majors are less corrupted, uh, and more useful still expensive but that that makes it about break even depending on the school and the cost it, it might be worth it but for the for the other degrees for the humanities degrees it's just not it's not there it's not worth it and for gender studies yeah definitely not absolutely not um yeah, i mean that potentially makes you more sad or sadder and uh yeah to, <laughs> yeah you're right the anti-worth element you know pretty strong on that. yeah but i just i find it uh unlikely that this problem arises in in my family um you never know yeah, a lot you, of ne you never know scenarios are pretty uh, pretty like i'm dropping you in as the father that, that's okay i like i like setting it up i like that i like to think about these ridiculous uh ridiculous issues too so i don't i don't mind you dropping me into those even if it is a little <laughs> a little unlikely yeah yeah um I'm gonna save my next one to, to titillate the audience. Like it's 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 a good one, and I want to like save it for a future Father Bennett. To be honest with you, because okay. I think it would take a while to unpack, and then I'll just that'll leave the audience salivating for more, uh, as they say. I really uh, I really like Father Bennett. It's a fun segment to me. I like it too because it's a plot. You, you take. Oftentimes we have philosophies and worldviews, and then this is like demanding you you execute those philosophies and, and you know worldviews and say like, well, okay, what do you do when it impacts, you know, presumably someone that means a lot to you right. and your offspring that you're invested in, and yeah, yeah, right, yeah, like we talk about ideas in the abstract all the time. This it gets one step closer to making it real. Obviously, it's it's still hypothetical, and were I in these actual situations. It, it also goes beyond the you, so it's like, all right, how much do you care? Like, you can care about something and and, and live a life a certain way, but what do you, what, what about when it impacts someone you love and like their behavior in the world? What do you tolerate and what do you not? What do you pick your battles, kind of thing? Like, mm -hmm. is this a battle moment or not? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I uh, did I surprise you with any of my answers? Honestly. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't <laughs> the think so. The vegetarian one may have surprised me, but no, I will say it did not. Okay. I didn't think you care. Uh, maybe I was even a little surprised that if they wanted to own Tuesdays and Thursdays and thought maybe they'd give them some cooking experience and whatever, you just say yes to that, maybe. Um, but you saw that as encroaching on like 
like, look, you can have your belief, but you can't be a prophet here in this family. Like, I'm not going right. to uh, empower you to have, like, uh, you know, like, influence me, basically. I'm not going to allow it to be like that. So, if anything, that didn't surprise me either. It just, like, I didn't know what you would say. That was the one moment I could not predict of if they said, can I please cook on Tuesdays and Thursdays? I will, like... And and like if they pushed, I imagine you might concede if they were like, here's a menu, and and you can you'll say like, all right, I'll give you a two week test run, and like if it's delicious, then yeah, <laughs> but sure. it's really based on whether it's delicious or not, you know. Um, yes. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. You have to. Like, I don't buy the ethical arguments, so the food has to really pull its weight. Right. You will not argue me ethically. Like you just won't. That will not be the argument. We can engage in that, but we're not going to actually do that. We're not going to change our behaviors. We can argue about the ethical stuff and be interested in it, um, but you better make me some tasty food if I'm going to eat how would, and Thursdays. How would you respond? How does Father Daniel respond? Uh, I think I say to them, go for it. Yes. Uh, yeah, here's the budget. So you can, like I give them some sort of grocery budget for it. And, and like I said, I, that was on the spot coming up with like, yeah, so you're going to go, like, I'm going to make them own it in some way. So not only, like, if you want to do this vegetarian thing, you are going to the grocery store when I go or when your mom goes or whenever we do the shopping, you're coming and you're picking it out and you're preparing. Like, yes, what, if you're invested you, in it, you got to be invested in it. What um, if your I, daughter already had an allowance um, of whatever amount? I don't even know what's appropriate right now. And you said, okay, well, you know, we're going to give you a small increase to your allowance, but you, all the food you buy has to come out of your allowance. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I might do that. I'd say, all right, yeah, you're getting X amount a week. We're going to give you, I've thought about your arguments. I'm going to give you X plus, and now you're, so if you want to dip into your, you know, your normal allowance, you can. Because I might, yeah, that'd be an interesting thing. Are you willing to sacrifice for your values? Right, so, because let's make some, it, some let's of this food you get can be costly. For, yeah, exactly. And like, we're not going to do a, a major overhaul of grocery investments, but we're willing to do a little, like, an extra little bit. So if your allowance is twenty dollars, I don't know. If, I mean, it seems like a low amount, but like if you're if it's twenty dollars instead, we're going to give you uh, thirty. Yeah. And yeah. We'll what, what I happens. what I would do is I you know I already keep track of my grocery budget and everything. So I would just you know however big my family is, divide it up, figure out how much we normally we have been up to this point spending on her for food. And say, okay, well, here's the amount. You'll still get this amount to spend on food, you know, in addition to your allowance. And if you can support your vegetarian diet on, you know, on that amount of money, then okay, go for it. I also would say that um, I'm, I'd say, look, you're not gonna, you need to know your audience when you make arguments. So this, because I, I think a lot of my parenting would be about how to know your audience and make arguments. That would be a big part, component. So I would say, for me, it's not about the ethical stuff. It's about the health stuff. I am interested in being healthy. And I've, I'm vaguely aware of that we overconsume meats. And I don't know how true or not true that is. So go find your arguments and talk to me about health and convince me that way. Um, and, then, and then maybe she would say, like, we are overconsuming meat, so... And then I'd be more open to the idea of her cooking Tuesday and Thursday if she were if she were to propose that Tuesday Thursday thing I'd be more inclined to say yeah sure like she she's participating in a sort of family ritual because I'm imagining we have like a nightly meal together I mean this is a little you know this is this is uh me being ex like optimistic but that we have family meals during the weekdays um, for the most part so yeah Tuesday Thursday would be good. Mm. 
so yeah, I would just be like, I'd be amenable to it for sure. Um, but I wouldn't just be like, yeah, since you're going through this phase, we're all going to become vegetarians it would certainly not be the case. So. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I liked it. That was fun. All right, man. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. The end. Bye.